You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one and welcome all to the greatest show of them all, the NFC East Mixtape Volume 124. You can listen to this show wherever you get your NFC East blog podcast across the SB Nation universe. You can also watch it on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the blog on the boys YouTube channel. If you do, you will see, I think, the um, sign language of Brandon Lee Gowden and myself. Mm. I am RJ Ochoa. BLG, are you fluent in sign? No, not official sign language. That's just uh, I'm freelancing, if you will. I can do I can do one thing. Check it out. Oh, I clicked away for the t- yeah. You like wow. doing this a lot. You usually do this as the goodbye thing, or yeah. as you did in the um in the old version of our Friday SB Nation NFL show. Yeah. The look ahead. It's been upgraded name wise to TGI football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there was a bit of contentiousness about this. Do you think that you named it that? Because I definitely named it that last year. I think you're doing a bit because I definitely. <laughs> this is my. Anyone no. will back me up. Anyone in my ask Holden Elizabeth. Anyone will ask me. Uh, ask ask my TGIF. best friends in the world uh, and, and whose side to pick, mine or somebody else's. What a dumb ask, way to put that. I can give you a lot of names. I send a lot of people messages on days that aren't Friday, TGIF, because I think it's funny to mess I with know people you do. and make them think it's Friday. So, I've heard you say that here. Bit. I will yeah. corroborate that, but I suggested so, okay. naming the show that. I suggested no, naming didn't. the look ahead, which was on Friday's TGIF football. No, you didn't. You didn't did. like that when I first brought it up. You're like, yeah. I That's- brought it up in a meeting we had. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, well, we had our first episode. Let's put it up to a poll. (laughs) No, no more polls. Actually, the last time we uh, handed out directions here, people failed. What the mixologists have. Is anyone even listening? Yeah, like we asked the mixologist to tweet at Nikki uh, to ask her to come on the mixtape. I wasn't tagged in a single tweet, and Nikki didn't tweet at us and was like, hey, get your listeners to stop annoying me. So Mm -hmm. I presume that nobody followed the assignment or did their homework. Maybe we should put her Twitter handle in the description so that's mm. easier for people to go to and okay. maybe just people aren't using twitter by the way i have a whole thing on this i've been meaning to say this st- this isn't directed at anyone specifically but this is a general thing oh i guess it's x now no shut up it's just ah. not it's just just call it twitter we're tweeting we're not no none of this x garbage i know it's literally called that when you see it but like let's be real here it's twitter we all want it to be twitter no one likes x it's just twitter so we don't need to say we don't need to like fall in line with this just it's twitter we all need to agree on that it's just twitter um i've done it so i'm guilty of doing the thing that i'm about to say that i hate but like i hate the like the bit that people do now the like oh yeah somebody had a uh, somebody said on twitter oh i guess it's x now and then like go on like goes on to like finish their story we don't need Um, that like that was but that was funny the first time somebody did it but like again i i really hate when things become popular and overused and this is like in that category that's what i mean Um, everyone's saying it I will say um, it's not on, like maybe the, I, I guess I'm just going to ask. 
I saw or I have seen like, you know how people do that, like they'll share like a tweet um, on a graphic, but they'll put like the tweet and like an image behind it. And then they'll put like the Twitter logo in the corner to like signify that's where it came from. The X has replaced that. I've seen that on in different ways. Like so mm-hmm. they, the X logo is, in fact, um, the new logo for Twitter. So does that bother you? It's just Twitter. That's all it is. Uh, when the X stuff came out um, originally, uh, there was a lot of jokes about Ed Sheeran um, in one of his albums, um, which is a, a breadcrumb. I'm, I've never been this excited to to give my song for the the week's uh, NFC mm. East mixtape playlist. Um, you know, assembly. Uh, very excited about that at the end of the show. Um, also excited for the show. Uh, we have actual football games to talk about. Uh, we have preseason takeaways to kind of offer or hand out or whatever the case may be. Nikki's not going to help us do that with the commanders. Maybe she'll be able to help us do that next week. Next week, by the way, so that you all know, might be a day later, right, Brandon? Um, so we might have to record on Wednesday. Um, so just in case everyone, you know, you look for your your normal feed episode next Wednesday, it might not be there. Uh, it might not come until next Thursday, but just so everyone is fully aware. It's always in flux in training camp. There's a lot of different dates. So they practice on Tuesday next week, and I think it's during the morning. Whereas today, when we're recording this on Tuesday, August 15th, the Eagles don't practice the Browns until 145. Originally, they don't it was supposed to be practice the Browns, practice with the Browns. Come they on. don't practice the Browns. It's a joint pra- training camp. You play, like, yeah. You don't practice the, like, you don't call it joint practices. You don't, like, you don't say the Eagles Why? practice the Browns. That's a weird yes, you way do. to put it. Mm-mm. wouldn't you say That's the weird. eagles played the browns if they were playing a game so it's not okay to just swap out i wouldn't say it that way practice? i would say they're going to practice with the browns that's the proper well it's more of dialogue. like they're practicing against the browns that's even better yeah but uh, they, you can't say they practice the browns. anyway the point <laughs> is the schedule's in flux so we appreciate you being patient with us it should be if it's not out exactly when you think it is it might be a little bit later um okay let's get to it um the philadelphia eagles lost and they're on a losing streak. They lost the Super Bowl, lost the preseason opener, uh, could not break the streak, which, could not which do it. Which loss was more painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, could not. Uh, so the streak is now 24 games for the Baltimore Ravens. I heard a great uh, point on this, just on the Ravens side of things, uh, on the Around the NFL podcast. Now with there only being three preseason games, like it would take all the more long for any team mm. to catch them. Um, so at this point, I'm really just rooting for it to continue forever. Uh, this is super funny. Uh, but the, um, you know, Eagles 19, it was a game winning field goal. Like it was, it was, you know, fun. Uh, I mean, the Eagles almost upset them in terms of Eli Ricks has that pick six. They're about to tie it or they could have tied it if they kicked the extra point, but it's preseason. Like, I mean, if it's a real game, I would go, I would support going for two anyway, but especially in preseason, what's the point? You don't need to give Jake Elliott another extra point rep. Just see what your backups can do in the two mm-hmm. point situation. Naturally, Ian Book uh, <laughs> did not look good in that spot. The Ravens ultimately hold on. I won $2 off of it because I had bet $5 on the Ravens before the game. I knew, I knew they were going to win because they care. They're playing freaking Tyler Huntley and <laughs> Melvin Gordon in the second half of the game. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, so Eagles lost. I think there were some definite positives, especially um, with some of the younger players. I had, I really had like four, or I guess I can go five things that stood out to me from this game. I can hit them all quickly. I will okay. say Jalen Carter, you know, obviously he had that clip. I'm sure you saw the, the first play, right? He only played two snaps, but the one play 
Um, and again, he went up against like a, a, a credible guard. This wasn't like some UDFA, nobody can't body. Like Glenn Cleveland has some starting experience. He was a third round pick a couple years ago. He played for Georgia um, and he just made him look foolish. You obviously saw that kind of top end talent. I have uh, Sidney Brown was flying around out there. Eagles uh, early third round pick. He could continue to be in the mix at safety. He was taking some first team reps on Monday for the first time, really. And I have Tanner McKee looking good. The Eagles third string quarterback. I think he could potentially be a number two of the future if he continues to progress well. I thought he was making some pretty impressive throws for a six round pick in his first NFL game ever. And then DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift had that one right. run that was like 22 yard run, right? 22 yard run where he cut back, juked a guy out of his shoes, and then laid the wood, like, you know, put his shoulder into someone, ran through contact as well. That was a little surprising to see. But it's like, he doesn't need to play in preseason anymore. Like, like we, we know who DeAndre Swift is. That was nice to get him a little bit of action. But um, those are the those are the biggest four things I had from the preseason game. On the DeAndre Swift thing, this is just kind of a, an NFL in general thing. I really thought like on Monday on Good Morning Football, there would have been like a segment devoted to like all the numbered zeros in the NFL. I, I was sort of like expecting that because it's new. You know what I mean? Did you like, see there's an ESPN feature on this? Did you? See I didn't that? see that, but yeah. I, I expected like a montage of like all the number zeros. So there's an article up today. I actually put that in my link roundup on bleedingernation.com if you want to check that out. Um, I'll yeah, I don't want to support Bleeding Nation, so I'll just go straight to the horse's mouth, straight to the ESPN. Uh, but um, but in, in all seriousness, it was a nice run. Uh, the other run was for two yards, so kind of come you know, back down to earth. Um, but no, I mean, definitely a very interesting thing. The uh, the Jalen Carter thing was just like, oh, of course. Like, it was just like, it was the meme, like, continuing. And, and like, in a positive way. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, of course, he's amazing, blah, 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 blah. Um, so that was really funny. Um, you brought up uh, McKee. I think my, McKee. Well, my biggest, like, takeaway, I, I don't have, like, a, a strong stance on anything in the preseason, to be very clear, but my biggest takeaway here is that Marcus Mariota kind of not great. Um, like I, I was never like, oh no, the Eagles signed you know Marcus Mariota, but like it does kind of feel like this. Like he might not. Like my my ass assessment is he might not make the team. Am I mm. way off? Like is that impossible at this point? You're off just because he has so much experience and sure. there's connections here and the coaching staff too. He's former offensive, so they clearly like. Well, like and him. he was he's the prince that was promised for the Philadelphia Eagles specifically. That too, obviously, <laughs> and. Look, it's not like he's totally without any redemption. He looks great as a runner. That's true. But he just, yeah, the passing certainly is rough. I mean, he's missing wide open targets. And it's not like, okay, well, he's working on the second team. So if he was working on the first team, that would solve everything. I mean, I think the offensive line was giving him plenty of time to throw back there. He just didn't look comfortable managing the pocket. So, yeah, that's an absolutely fair concern. It's way too early to say he's not making the team. I think he had a rough start to camp. Part of that was due to the fact that they had a guy snapping the ball him that didn't really do that well at all and the ball was constantly on the ground they actually switched their second team center and Mar Mariota coincidentally or not so coincidentally had his like best three days of practice right after that so you know look it's not great if he has to play an extensive stretch and I do think that if he does and he's thinking it up real bad I mean that's a and if Tanner McKee continues to look good that's a path to him being replaced by McKee but I think Mariota will make the team it's just a matter of um you know the confidence level you have in him as your backup and I think it's it really depends I think it has to be a game plan where you're throwing the ball like 15 times <laughs> and just running a lot with him and then your running backs otherwise Definitely a downgrade at QB2 for the Eagles relative to last year I mean Gardner Minshew played really well um, no, I mean he, he did well in the Cowboys game, obviously. Although he had the turnovers, one of them I think was less his fault 
But um, Minshew also stunk in camp last year, too. He really did. He was actually, we do, Jimmy and I, Jimmy Kemsky and I do this little uh, daily training camp award thing where we hand out MVP, LVP points like we used to do on the right, right, right. back in the day. And I think Minshew was at the bottom. <laughs> he had the, I think he had like the worst camp of any player that we had in that system. So it's not like he looked great and he was terrible in the Saints game. So I don't know. That's like a massive downgrade. Um, I would say as a passer, you could think certainly maybe that's worse. But as a runner, I mean, obviously, Mario is way better than Minshew. Yeah. Um, well, like cue the like, oh, the Eagles love running backs is their quarterbacks joke. Um, wow. You know what I mean? Like, you, well, I mean, you walked right into it. But uh, actually, along those lines, Jalen Hurts, newest Jordan athlete in the NFL. Um, so uh, that's two NFC East quarterbacks uh, that are now Jordan athletes. They're like the comparisons and similarities between Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts are funny. Like, it just makes like the bickering that happens about them uh, funnier in a larger sense. But congratulations to Jen. Actually, I did want to say I read last week after it was, I read it like two hours after we recorded um, the story in the Athletic about Jalen Hurts and the um, the Philly cheesesteak shop that he frequents. That was so cool um, and very very cool of Jalen Hurts um, to shine a light on those sisters and and their uh, their shop in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is very intentional. He doesn't do things like. By accident he's an amazing dude like him. i don't know anybody who disagrees with that assertion so yeah i mean I, well even when i was skeptical of him last year i like I, i've consistently said throughout he is very rootable it's not like you're rooting against this guy to succeed you want to see this guy succeed absolutely it's just a matter of you know did he have the talent and clearly I think he's proven that um so yeah he's, he's in a good spot uh so stock up deandre swift jalen carter uh tanner mckee stock kind of down Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. Um, any other hard takeaways? No one in terms of like, you know, Greedy Williams. I don't think he's going to make the team. He doesn't look good. And the Eagles UDFA defensive backs have made more plays than he did. Um, still haven't seen much out of N'Kobe Dean. He didn't play in the preseason game. There was some kind of question, like, why are the Eagles resting him? And I think it had more to do with he is still coming off an injury. He had just returned to practice the, like, couple days before and it was a very mm-hmm. light practice so i just think they want to protect him i actually think he'll play and he'll be one of the very few starters who does play in this preseason game against the browns coming up not like the whole game but they had jordan davis playing in the ravens game so i think they'll and he's probably going to be a starter for this team i think they'll put nicobe in there for a little bit see what he can do still haven't seen much out of him uh as a whole i think the eagles kind of lost their first training camp practice to the browns it was kind of a blowout early on browns were looking pretty good the gap closed there a bit towards the end of practice. I think the Eagles kind of made up some ground. Uh, Miles Garrett leaving practice certainly helped in that regard. He's really good, man. He was just like him and their defensive line as a whole were just kind of wrecking what the Eagles were able to do in offense. And then on the Eagles defense, their side of the ball kind of had a tough time stopping the Browns vertical games, play action specifically. You know, the Browns obviously like to run the ball. They have a mobile quarterback. They have Nick Chubb. Um, but you know, that really sets up the play action for them and the Eagles secondary was having some issues there. So, uh, ultimately I think they improved as the practice went on, but certainly, um, the Browns came, I guess the theme here, if you want to, you want to take anything into the season about this is that the Browns were juiced up. They were coming into the practice facility of the reigning NFC champs, a lot of team that gets a lot of hype. And they were out to prove a point. Like they were like, "Hey, we 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 want to prove we belong with this team. Like we're we are really good. We're going to take a step forward." And that's the thing about these teams that you know everyone talks about the team that wins the Super Bowl having a target on your back, and the other team does too. If you get a lot of hype, and I think the Eagles are going to have this target on their back, and they're going to get a lot of teams' best efforts. And I think that's what you saw in practice on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I think 
it'll be obviously interesting to see how the Eagles handle that. But some teams do it great, like the Bengals. You know what I mean? Like obviously losing the Super Bowl last year, like really kind of took that. And like, especially this like team that like wasn't really a, you know, a figure in NFL, like, you know, contender discussions. And they've just kind of like, they just like sat down at the table, you know what I mean? And now they have a seat. And so, but some teams had a slow like, start though. You remember like last year, obviously they were Owen, the they were Owen too. Yeah. But and, and my burrow was like not looking right. great. Yeah. Um, but I mean, some teams wither like the Rams, you know what I mean? Like they like had the least meaningful Super Bowl win ever two years ago. And then they just like fell apart and nobody cares or like thinks about them anymore. So whatever. Um, I like that we have that in common that we both think really low of them. So that's nice. Um, I think anyway, Aaron Donald might be a cowboy. At some point, is that what I you're think saying? I have this fear that the Rams are gonna, you know, bottom out because their roster is really bad, and at the trade deadline, the Cowboys are gonna trade for him. I don't know if the Cowboys can do that. I don't know how realistic that is, but I've kind of it's I been in it'd, my mind. It'd be difficult to do that and then pay for Micah Parsons, so as well, like follow. But I mean, if you win the Super Bowl, who cares? You know, what I mean, like you you figure it out. But Maybe um, the Rams take on money or something. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, and then Sean McVay retires um, because reasons, whatever. Okay. Uh, well, moving on to the aforementioned Cowboys, your last sort of you know bold prediction about them fell apart because Zeke Elliott did not return to the Cowboys. He is headed I'm to shocked. the England Patriots. Uh, that is official. I was Monday was really big Cowboys uh, day. Uh, yes. The Zeke thing is really not significant related to the Cowboys, other than that he's not joining them. Uh, Zach Martin though back. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, who lost their preseason opener as well to the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and your boy, Dougie P. Uh, Zach Martin is back, going to be making $18 million each uh, over each of the next two years, uh, fully guaranteed. Uh, so gets a, a pay raise. Still not, you know, like top of the line guard money, uh, but the holdout was effective in that, you know, he got his money. It's fully guaranteed. Um, but the Cowboys got a lot better on Monday. And I think there were a lot of Cowboys fans. N- nobody is like rooting against Zeke. But I think there were a lot of Cowboys fans relieved uh, now that this is officially out the window. Definitely not going to happen because Zeke Kelly is on a new team, especially because the Cowboys have Deuce Vaughn, who set the world on fire last week. I mean, that's the big story. The Deuce is loose, some people would say. I actually made that up. I do think one good thing, if you're a Cowboys fan, about that is what the Eagles had with Deuce Daly once upon a time, which is, you know, the Deuce after like a big run or something. That's always fun. I like that's that. on my radar, too. One. Like you don't have to like you don't have to do it with every name ever. Like they did it with Amari Cooper. You know what I mean? That was like, good. like I mean, I don't I, love it personally from my standpoint, but like I think if you're a Cowboys fan, I think it's a cool thing, a fun thing to do, especially when you're in a road stadium. Uh it is cool, like if you're in a road stadium and like Amari Cooper, happens, by the way, looks still pretty good. <laughs> he's he's um, really looking Amari, good. Amari, I mean, that's a big L. Like nobody is is above, is above admitting that, but it's okay. It worked out, you know. We got here, which is what matters the most um so i guess um i guess if we assess the game first um my big takeaways were that will greer can't challenge for the qb2 job i started you know training camp kind of believing that was possible that's not happening um the deuce vaughn thing really was like it's amazing how i talked about this on monday football monday that is the most like cowboys thing possible right for this dude whose father works for the team and this like massive story about you know it's like he's only a six-round pick why are we talking about him you know this much whatever that he would be electrifying uh, the way that he was was just again the manifestation of only something the Dallas Cowboys could pull off in like a PR sort of sense. Uh, but he looks incredible. I mean, I am very very excited about what he can offer. Um, I don't have a hard takeaway about what Mike McCarthy did as a play caller. It's the preseason, whatever. 
Um, defensively, you'd like to see some things be a little bit cleaner. I thought Mozzie Smith got better as the game wore on, speaking of uh, the future Aaron Donald in the NFL, um, and really did kind of prevent – I'm not saying the Jaguars had no success on the ground, but Mozzie really did – his job effectively of clogging up the middle, like kind of eating up the middle and forcing them outside. I mean, he can't do it all, but uh, it was promising in those senses. Couldn't stop Nathan O'Rourke, though. But oh my god, amazing highlight! That was, that was incredible. incredible. Yeah, it's one of those things like you're not even mad about. Like it was just like that was amazing. I'm just super happy that I got to see that type of thing. It's almost like the Carson Wentz play from uh, when they were playing the now oh the Commanders. Panthers. Oh that no, was I thought it was. A- Oh, it was like a Monday night, right? It's a Monday night football yeah. game. Wentz was electric in that entire game, but he had that play where it looked like he got sacked. He took off running. He didn't throw the ball, but I mean, it, it looked similar in terms of just being swallowed up and finding a way to break free. Yeah, pretty incredible play. Um, Deuce Vaughn, I, I guess I just wonder, you know, what's his role going to be in terms of usage? Because I think that's where the size, the size doesn't manifest in this guy can't play at all. The size manifests in how many touches can this guy handle and like what kind of volume can uh he take on in this offense but certainly as a role player at the very least looks like he's going to be effective and that is pretty chalk relative to like everyone thought i think for the most part that that was a great pick for the cowboys that was like a steal of a pick he's going to come in he's going to be fun he's going to be exciting so uh, i'm not saying um you know it's hard you can't just say it's definitely a given because of where he's drafted but this certain this path was certainly there and it's going i think as i expected as a lot of people expected that's good news for the Cowboys, especially in light of Tony Pollard's injury coming back from that and being able to maybe, you know, share some of that playing time and share some of the same things they can do and not putting all that burden burden on Pollard. And also, I think you've mentioned and we're saying on the SB Nation NFL show on Monday that neither um, Mike Davis nor who was the other back? Um, oh, Malik Davis and Rico Malik Dattel. Davis. Right. And yeah, none of those guys are really standing out. So that's good news for the Cowboys. Um, so. There was a great point um, that By I me. saw. No, um, that I saw. I'm looking for it right now. Uh, about Z, uh, I mean, I guess it was about Deuce Vaughn. Um, it was a. a, a the, I think I saw. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, so the like conversation around Deuce Vaughn is like, well, you know, what's going to happen? It's like he, he's your RB two. It's like, no, he's not your like. If Tony Pollard's out or whatever, you're not going to hand him the ball off 25 times. Like he's just your offensive weapon. That's really all he is. And everybody's like, well, what's going to happen with like pass protection? He's so small. This is what I wanted to get to. I saw this tweet from Bob Sturm, uh, the GOAT, uh, on Monday. Somebody tweeted at him. Shout out to Matt Courtney, who's the person who tweeted at Bob. said, I'm sure people are just used to hearing the Cowboys talk about how important pass protection for running backs is because that's the excuse the Cowboys use to keep Zeke on the field. They don't realize you can deal with blitzes in a ton of different ways. Yeah, like somebody's blitzing you. What's Deuce Vaughn going to do? He's going to run out to the flat and catch a pass and run up the field for 40 yards. You know what I mean? Like this, I, like they did really kind of – I'm not saying that's like 100% of the time, but that's yeah, my to point. to some like, extent. Right. Yeah, like my, But you my need point to have like, him pass protect more than never. Again, like that was like Zeke's calling card like at, at the end. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we have to have him on the field because like what's going to happen if the running back can't block? I don't know. The same thing that's happened for 100 years. You know what I mean? So – um it's really fun uh it's one of the it's like a fun storyline but what makes it fun is that it's real it's not just a preseason storyline um so that's interesting but yeah Rico Dattel had a fumble which was tough I do think he has the inside track to be like the guy if it weren't Tony Pollard so to speak um and if Deuce were to kind of maintain his unique little role um but yeah other than that like one of my other takeaways was nobody lost a job um on Saturday 
Uh, there are some some dudes that are pretty consensus like on the bubble, but all those guys kind of you know held. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. Cowboys kick off at nine central on Saturday, so it's gonna be tough. <laughs> Why? That's too late. It's in Seattle. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah, know. but it's a preseason game. Like, come on. Like, we need we need to put this in prime time. Like, people aren't watching this. Who cares? Just start it earlier. Don't be ridiculous. Um, I la- so more Zach point. Martin's Zach. Okay, so I was gonna talk about Zach Martin, but go ahead. Your silly point. Deuce Vaughn. I mean, why, did I see correctly something on blogging the boys that like Jordan Lewis could be a surprise cut? People are saying that like that, that was a, a Bleacher Report article mm. that one of our writers wrote about. Um, I would be very stunned. And the people, the, the reason this Same. is relevant. That, that um in case people are unaware everybody wants deuce fond to wear number two i was just gonna say that yeah he should be yeah. wearing number two come on well jordan lewis is number two uh he's currently on the pup list um mm. and I, I don't know but i would anticipate that he would open the season on the pup list which was all the less reason why he would get cut but even if he weren't you know hurt or coming back he's coming back from injury yeah he's, he's a valuable not cut him because yeah, there's he's no a, point he's a valuable He's, he's a valuable player, valuable depth piece for them. He's a great nickel corner option. He's been <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, I mean, again, people are just – that is, like, caught up in the, like, well, you got to give Deuce number two. I will say uh, um, Jordan Lewis has changed numbers more than your average player with the Cowboys. He was number 27 at first as a rookie, and then he switched to 26, which he wore at Michigan, and then he switched to two, um, obviously. Uh, when that became uh, possible for you for should sell you know, his number, you should do a deal with. Deuce I like forty two. I'm I'm a fan of this. Like I I don't want Deuce to change. So no. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that's where the the like the super hype has come from. People are trying to cut Jordan Lewis for a number. Think about how silly that is. But anyway, uh, Zach Martin back. Um, again, the fact that the Cowboys didn't have to pay twenty million dollars a year is great. So. Their last two kind of – they got Malik Cooker done, as we mentioned, but uh, Trayvon Diggs didn't hit $20 million a year. Zach Martin didn't hit $20 million a year. I mean, those are big wins for the Cowboys. I mean, yes, they had to come up, and Zach Martin is less of a bargain than he has been, but he's still a bargain relative to his standing in the entire NFL. He is – it was always likely with most holdouts, really, that you know the player's going to cave at some point. It doesn't really work out that they can – take it into the season and that works out great for them but you know he wanted to make the Cowboys sweat a little bit he did he got some more money and it worked out for him maybe not exactly as he wanted but more than none at all so he'll sign up for that well and, and he didn't he didn't have to add any he, the Cowboys did at a void year but he didn't have to add any year so he could still hit free agency in two years if he really wants to like he still has avenues to make even more money if he wants sure so it worked out for both sides I would say um and zeke um not a member of the cowboys now a member of the new england patriots a one-year deal worth up to six million dollars i saw uh stats's old boss uh back florio wrote josh jacobs should just take the 10.1 million dollars from the raiders and like take it now before the raiders like wise up what did dalvin cook get with the jets um like eight, one year eight something yeah like yeah i mean is the market you know awful for running backs from an earning potential yes but like yeah, like take the franchise tag right now. Like that's that's a huge burden hand you can have as a running back. Uh, but I only brought that up because the NFC East does play the AFC East in 2023. So uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Commanders will all see Zeke Elliott, the Patriot, and Dalvin Cook, the Jet now. Who do the Eagles play in week one, RJ? I don't know because they don't Why live in my head the way the Cowboys live right in front of your head. Um, I would guess the it's not the patriots because i'm very excited for the eagles patriots game for juju it is the eagles patriots game is that week one really yep so they'll see zeke in week one and juju sure 
I'm I'm excited for the like the content that will come out. I, I'm not at, in any way like oh Juju's going to go off on the Eagles like let's because let's be real, but like <laughs> but the content will be really really funny at the very least. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, say the okay. rent free thing, but there's a Cowboys fan at the Eagles or Ravens preseason game wearing a Micah Parsons jersey. I mean, what's there that were a lot doing? of people at a lot of also things, like... at the Eagles joint training camp practice. Again, the Cowboys fan showed up, had to wave the flag around in the in a, not a game, not even a game, which is like, okay, at least you're seeing an entertainment. Maybe someone got you those tickets, whatever. There's a weird circumstance that comes up. It was a practice. It's not even that fun to see if you don't care about that team. You're not like booing when they do poorly. Like that's not really that exciting in a practice setting. So yeah. You know, just be uh, careful the accusations you make because I think some of it is not always one-sided. America's team. Anyway, uh, let's take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. While we were gone, Brandon, that was such a great me, word from the you sponsors. You told me, you told me your favorite flavor of snow cone. Which word do you think they said? Oh, one word meticulous. from our sponsors. Wow, it was meticulous. That's a good word. Favorite flavor of snow cone. Yeah. It's a hot Other... day. You're getting a snow cone, a raspa, whatever, shaved ice, whatever you want to call it. What's the flavor of syrup you want poured onto the ice? I want that. I feel like the classic, like, red, white, blue kind of thing, right? Why do you do this? Like, why do you? That's like your classic. Wouldn't you say that's like your generic snow cone? No, generic is like strawberry or blue or grape. Those are the I just said strawberry ones. and blue in addition no. to. No, but you whatever. said it. You said like red, white, and blue. Like it's yeah. like one flavor. Or are you saying those no. are, are three options? Yeah, it's like it looks like. Um, it's just if you Google it, it's just like a layer of. Red, I don't want that in my, my and then search history. A middle. So one side has the red. And then in the middle, they leave that like uncovered, I guess. Little just that sounds white. that sounds horrible. I mean, no. you could also do I don't know, like a lemon or whatever, or whatever is white. And then uh, it's not horrible. It's fine. It's good. Are you a fan of Neapolitan ice cream? I don't really get it. I would have some <laughs> if it's around, but I don't seek it out. Um, okay, this is my last question. Do you ever I like the Neapolitan shake from In and Out? That was actually really good. They mix all three flavors in a shake. It's great. That sounds great. Well, that's what I was gonna, like. Neapolitan's good after it's melted a little bit and, and they're starting to like coalesce with one another. Um, but how often do you eat ice cream in a bowl? Like, you get like a gallon of ice cream, a couple scoops in a bowl. I think that's kind of lame. Like, I needed I needed the ice cream to be a little bit more dressed up. What do you mean? How, like, how there's so? gotta you gotta put some like graham cracker in there or you know what i mean or like a waffle bowl no. like there has to be like if it's just ice cream that's boring yeah like, so that's all i want mm. i like to i get like it a little bit melty like you know stir it up a bit because i have sensitive teeth too so i don't want to be just like biting into the ice cream uh, a friend of mine bobby belt from 105 to the fan he likes to put his mic or his ice cream in the microwave before he eats it so he'll put it in and melt it a little bit yeah i understand the concept but like you can't. You gotta let it naturally melt. You yeah, I agree with that. It up. You can't be messing with the temperature. <laughs> yeah, you're you messing be... with the integrity of the ice cream at that point. Uh, that's fair. Um, the New York still bad at football giants. Um, lost losers. The Detroit wow. Lions. They, in fact, there was only one NFC East team to win in the first week of the preseason. So no spoilers, but you can do mm. the math. Anyway, the Lions. So should we uh, be starting with them? <laughs> no. Uh, we're still in the same spot. Anyway, the Lions uh, beat the Giants 21 to 16. Uh, Terod Taylor saw some action, um, went three of four for seven yards. Um, there wasn't a lot to really take away, I thought, from the Giants. I mean, this this was just kind of a ho-hum sort of thing, like ho-hum sort of game. 
I was reading some of the notes over at Big Blue View from our good friend Ed Valentine, and he said he he liked what he saw out of John Michael Schmitz, the rookie. Uh, mm-hmm. Said elsewhere in the offensive line, there was some concern. Uh, he thinks some of the tackle depth concerns are overrated because uh, Tyree Phillips didn't play, and he's still on the roster. He'll be back at some point. So, uh, but he, he didn't like the guard. He didn't like the guard play. Um, so that concerned him. Elsewhere in Giants land, I've seen a lot of Darren Waller hype. I've seen him get it's, a lot of It's taken of off. It's It might be past Deuce Vaughn. You know what I mean? Like, it's like Darren Waller is, um, I know you very famously don't play fantasy football, but like Darren Waller is going to go very early in your kind of average fantasy draft because people are hearing these this name and seeing this headline a lot. Yeah. And it's not like I think Darren Waller is cooked. I don't think that's the issue. I just wonder how much left he has in him at his age and also the durability. I mean, he hasn't been able to last the past couple of seasons. There's been an issue. He has not had a really big year since 2020. Uh, it was limited to 11 games in 2021. And then he only played in nine last season. So it's not like unthinkable. He's having a good camp or whatever. And this is, you know, a setting where he should stand out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to some players, you know, I think not that I say he's not physical at all, but you know, a guy who's more athletic and, you know, shines in this setting than a guy who might be a little bit more um, rough and yeah, known for being physical. So great. Good for the giants in terms of, I think that's promising. You want to see this happen, but I still like want to see it in the games before I'm fully buying into, I should be scared of Darren Waller. I, Generally agree with you. I am of the opinion that uh, maybe he will miss a game or two. Like here, or there will be kind of like like a you know somebody learning to drive stick shift type thing. You know what I mean? Like that kind of season. But I I think like he'll have games where it's like I don't know, like six catches, a buck twenty, and a score, or like four catches, you know, sixty eight yards, two touchdowns. Like I do think I'm I'm ready to believe that he will be an impact offensively. You know, like this, this he's not going to be bad. This isn't going to be Kenny Galladay or anything like that. Yeah, like I'm I don't right. I'm ready to believe bad. that, like when he when he is available. That his the question is simply durability for me at this point. I'm I'm ready to give it you know that label. He's not even necessarily the best tight end in his division, though. It's funny, like that's like the funny thing about it. Mm. Like he's getting a lot of hype. Is he even? And he's good, good player. But like, is it going too far? Are we talking? Are, are people hyping him up to be like you know the best tight end, unstoppable, or are they saying he's a good tight end? I feel like I'm interested to see. And I and I think too, it's this uh, classic thing of the fantasy analysis getting blended into like the real football analysis where I think the fantasy guys get so excited about him and some of that excitement. Uh, sorry, there's a bug flying around uh, <laughs> carries over into that's why I got distracted uh, carries over into like the actual evaluation of player. Some players are just better, way better in fantasy than they are in reality. And that always kind of like yeah, someone who doesn't play fantasy football, um is like dumb to me because it's like i don't care if this guy is like getting all these targets and whatever on a team that sucks like that doesn't mean they're good just because they're doing that but then people think that people think because this guy is you know putting up all this production and honestly helping them win money in some cases that they are great so i think waller is a very good player i think he'll have a good season for the giants but again i just like i'm not like scared of him just yet um while you were speaking i pulled up i don't know if you remember this like specific these specific details off the top of your head but jeremy fowler's uh like positional rankings they did over the offseason where you know the exec you know scout whatever uh you know assembly of of opinions right exactly um so as far as tight end rankings 
Uh, number one, Travis Kelsey, like duh. Two, George Kittle. Three, Mark Andrews. Still kind of holding on, I think, to that third spot. But four was Dallas Goddard, and five was Darren Waller. I didn't remember the gap being like that razor thin between them. The highest mm-hmm. ranking for Goddard was one, which I think is silly because Travis Kelsey exists. Can't be one. Um, and he's yeah. highest too. Darren Waller's highest ranking was three. Uh, but um, his lowest ranking was nine. Um, and last year, for what it's worth, so like at these rankings a year ago, uh, Goddard was sixth and Waller was third. So, you know, there has been some, you know, whatever. Um, I will offer a tease for a different um, podcast on the blog on the boys feed. Uh, on the Ocho this week, speaking of fantasy, I'm going to sit down with Michael Fabiano, uh, the fantasy Hall of Famer. In fact, I already recorded it, so I did sit down with him. And I explained my specific league of record situation to him because um, it's a keeper league. I don't need to, get, need to get into all the details, but I'm keeping Travis Kelsey. And so I asked him what I should do in like my first round because I'm the reigning champ, like my back-to-back picks. He advised me to take Jalen Hurts. That was like um, like in terms of my situation, the assembly of my team, whatever. Um, I wasn't expecting that, but it, it was all you know due to the tight end. So shout out to it's a big tight end episode here on the mixtape. Mm. It always is. Got a lot of tight ends over here um i i continue to see jalen hyatt buzz those are the things like there's just speaking of bugs there's like jalen hyatt like they're just kind of like in your face right now so yeah i mean prove it to us like during the regular season that's where we're at with this team very much so um i did want to add one more thing it has nothing to do with the giants but they played the lions um did you see this teddy bridgewater thing so um teddy bridgewater the newest member of the lions um they signed him um of course everybody freaked out about it because everybody loves the lions everybody loves teddy bridgewater and um numbers numbers zero through 19 are currently occupied on the lions roster so do you know as somebody who cares about this like i do do you know what number teddy bridgewater is currently wearing as a quarterback for the detroit lions 39 what would be the most acceptable if he couldn't wear anything between zero and 19 i mean i don't understand why he couldn't because, well, they're not available, but you're right. They could double up. But they are, but they are in the preseason because unless they're all on offense, but I doubt that's the case. And you can also, so for the Eagles, Tanner McKee is wearing number 10, but so is their punter, Aaron Sipos. They're both wearing number 10. So you can, your specialist, you can double up on those in the preseason. That's not how Dan too. Campbell rolls, dude. So what, what, what would be the most acceptable number out, like starting with number 20? Teddy sucks. He doesn't deserve a good number. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 41. <laughs> he is currently wearing. Number 50. That is so gross. This just, it bothers me so much. Um, is there a picture of this anywhere? I don't think so quite yet. Um, yet? Uh, but I wondered if it was a result of like, you know how sometimes if a guy has been like, um, like Amari Cooper was 89 with the Raiders and then he, that was taken with the Cowboys. He took 19. You know what I mean? Like it's the closest thing you can, like it keeps one of the digits or whatever. I wonder if it was like, he's been number five. So, you know, it's right. like, well, I just, whatever. But anyway, uh, the Washington commanders, you know, the Eagles struggling with the Browns, not the commanders. They beat them 17 to 15. So the commanders transitive property, clearly better than the Eagles here in 2023. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Sam Howell caught some love from people uh, besides you as, as the most underrated, you know, player, your most underrated player on that team. Nine of 12, 77 yards had a score. The big takeaway was Jahan mm. Dotson looks awesome. Like, I mean, he is a budding superstar in the NFC East. I think the big takeaway was the post game game to be, ball. To, to be clear, like the Dotson stuff is just percolating in general, not for this game, but like that's the last week's worth of action. You know what I thought about this week? It didn't really hit me until now. Probably should have earlier. Jahan Dotson, right? Jay Dotson. 
Commanders used to have Jay Doxson to get the C. Josh Doxson, remember him? Yes. First round receiver. Yes. Isn't that weird? They had two first round receivers, Jay Dotson, but a letter removed. Anyway, did you see who got the game ball after the Commanders won? I did. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> um, so dumb. Why do you need to give the owner the game ball? Why does after this bother you? Game? Why don't have you why, seen why the state you, of the you, Sixers right now? Do you think yes. I'm bothered by the fact that the, does the owner even care? Does the does, owner even know what's happening? Does, as the, the team star player is saying he never wants to play for the GM ever again. The commanders don't exist as that? an opportunity for you to get on your Sixers soapbox. You that, that's not the purpose of this team that? on the show. But you, I, like, do you think the owner is involved? Just think about it from a human level of like <laughs> having all these different teams and like how would you pay all of your attention to that? <laughs> How are you I mean, properly dividing your attention between these things? Okay, so um, if Jeffrey Lurie has any other business, he he's he's just at, at fault. It's, it's not just any other business. It's like five other teams. It's their businesses. That's like you know what I'm saying. Like that's Jeffrey like being, I don't think he has five other businesses. Does he have like, like a real estate primary... company or like a piece of some sort of tech pie? You know what I mean? I like know, this is dumb. He has like a, he has like a film thing, but that's like well, wow, he's realm. paying so much attention okay. to film. Imagine if he weren't. You know what I mean? That's he's paying so much. I bet you all. Jeffrey Lurie's behind not the Kelsey the documentary because he's too focused on film. You wow. can so you could so much more easily delegate something like that that doesn't necessarily need your day to day attention, especially when the situation Jahan is so volatile. Jahan Dotson had a twenty six yard touchdown pass from Sam Howell. A pass or a catch? Oh, I mean, it was a pass. Yeah, that he, he caught, caught a pass. I mean, yeah. Well, that'd be pretty impressive if he threw it. Uh, but yeah, it um, seems like Howell looked okay. I don't know. The Howell thing's weird. I haven't seen like I didn't I haven't seen glowing reviews about him in Washington media or Hogshaven or anything like that or on Twitter or anything. I think but, it's that it's apprehension to believe. Like they've just been burned. You know what I mean? Well, like I so they're think just he like, hasn't looked like amazing, like fine, but nothing like, oh wow, otherworldly, like lighting it up. He's no Justin Fields throwing for a negative seven air yards <laughs> and three touchdowns. That bothered you. I, so I, stupid, I bet the moment you, you got the clarity on that, like you saw the play, I bet you were just so boiled about that. I actually That's didn't awesome. see the hype first. I saw the qualifiers first, which I think people are catching on to my skepticism, rightfully so. Uh, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need to get into that. Anyway, very um, dumb to me. so Jahan Dodson looks... I think the player we're going to think like the player who's going to make the biggest leap in our collective minds on, in the NFC East this year is going to be Jahan Dotson. Like I, I think like the biggest leap relative to where they are right now. I'm not saying other players won't also be better or make leaps themselves, but he has the biggest ground to kind of gain and jump and, and sort of take over. So I'm very much a believer in that. Jacoby Brissett was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this was just a, a solid outing, this, you know, which is interesting given that they started the week or had the week with such turmoil with the Eric Bieniemy, you know, disaster, comment, whatever. But that's the incredible leadership of Josh Harris. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's making a big difference there. Isn't it amazing that, that the like the biggest nightmare happening to a Josh Harris team own team right now isn't happening to the Washington team. <laughs> there you go. Wow. That's funny. That's really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? Any other takeaways here? I'm looking at the roster. Uh, I saw that on hogshaven.com. They mentioned some players who kind of like helped to shore up, uh, lock up their 
the roster spots here. Three players who locked up roster spots against the Browns. My guy, Chris Rodriguez, who's the pick I like the most from the Commanders draft, which I thought was otherwise kind of just like, eh, not really super exciting. Chris Rodriguez was mixed in there. Um, so I guess that's exciting. He had five carries for 39 yards, over seven yards per carry. And he had the highest PFF score of him, Ryan Robinson and Antonio Gibson for whatever that is worth. So, um, and the, the take here on hogshaven.com is that not only is Chris Rodriguez going to make the roster, but by the end of the preseason, he should supplant Brian Robinson as the team's workhorse back. Okay. Wow. Uh, and it says here, it's not a negative commentary on Robinson. It's just that Chris Rodriguez is simply too talented to languish yeah. on the bench. We so, were big fans of that pick. I mean, we welcome, to, welcome to the new era. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's life. You know, like there, there are, I mean, how many running backs are going to get like average over 20 carries a game for their team? Maybe that, maybe that's maybe like 23 over 23. Not the list is small at all. Yeah. It's just not so. today's game. You're not, you're not, well, first of all, teams aren't even running, you know, as much as they used to. So that's why you're not mm-hmm. getting into that carry. You're not getting into those carries in but, general. But that, that, really that lends to the overall phenomenon is my point. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, and I think teams are aware you want to rotate these guys because you want to keep them fresh and um, you don't want to just burn them out. Unless I did want to, I did want to, I wanted to sneak in one last tweet uh, that was about the Cowboys running back committee, actually, uh, from CJ Jones at Dat Dude Texas. Uh, he tagged uh, myself, Tom Downey, and Jeff Kavanaugh. He tweeted, bruh, Dallas running backs are TP and Deuce, so you know they the ish. A dynamic duo everyone loves. You can't have one without the other unless you shower. <laughs> so, okay, it was, it was funny. Um uh anything else any other no, let's get to the hard songs. Tickle? uh well rachel should get to go first always and plus she's always the first although in this instance i've known my song for a week uh but her song is rum shaker by rex so good job wow. rachel um so my song i actually have known that i was going to pick this for a week um did you listen to monday football monday i did okay well good for you company man uh anyway uh a week ago, Hard Knocks premiered. Did you watch Hard Knocks? I usually don't watch Hard Knocks. It's just not really the right time of the year for me to be able to have time to do that. I'm pretty busy with training camp. Um, By it, the time I have time to watch Hard Knocks each day, like I don't want to watch more football. I kind of just want to relax. It um, it was disgusting. Like it was this Aaron Rodgers love affair, which bothered me greatly. Um, so, uh, yeah, who would have thought? Tough, it was a tough scene in that respect, uh, but um there was and this was during this like aaron montage of like you know and like it was actually kind of silly like he was like making these passes at training camp and like all the jets players were like whoa like what <laughs> like it's just practice like let's just i mean that doesn't sound on in implausible based on <laughs> going from Zach. i, I suppose that's that. fair like the leap that's happened to that point that's fair but anyway it was upsetting to me and I was upset with NFL films because they did such a great job of editing it. And they picked this song like to serve as the, like, you know, bed of the like montage. And I was like, that song rules. Like, what is this song? And um, so I shazammed it. One of the more underrated apps, I think that, you know, exists in our lives and the function it provides is really underrated. Uh, But it was called shivers by Ed Sheeran. Um, I had never heard this song and I tweeted about it 
And I was immediately met with like, this song is super popular and super old. Like, how have you never heard it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and have you ever seen the beginning? I don't know if it's a beginning, but like um, at his concerts, he uses this like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a machine that he controls with his feet. And he, he'll like strum a guitar and it will like loop everything he's doing. So he like creates the music live and no show is ever the same. And the the videos I saw were to that song. So very cool. Hmm. So shout out to Ed Sheeran. Okay, that's cool. That's your pick. That's my pick. Shivers by Ed Sheeran. My pick is, and I've been thinking, so like I didn't, I've, it's been the past couple of weeks I've been like, I've had to think about it. It wasn't an obvious contender. I'm really excited for fall to get here because then it's a whole different genre. I feel like, you know, I typically not necessarily always, what? but try to fit maybe the, well, it's just like a different mood of song. You know how some of the songs we were doing earlier when we started like song doing of the summer part, vibes. Like, yeah. Like I was doing that, especially earlier on because okay. summer was starting out. You want that kind of vibe. Uh, we're, but we're not quite there in the fall. We're probably like, you know what? Like we're a month away still. It's the 15th. doesn't start till the 21st. Although I have this whole thing with fall. Have we talked about this before? No. I'm probably my wife in my household fall starts on september 1st that's when i have to go get the fall decorations out for her to put up i don't like to shortchange fall but i feel like it's a little too early it could be still like too hot and also like school hasn't started yet necessarily depending in which area you are and fall doesn't begin to me before school starts and also no labor day yet labor day has to start after like fall isn't you're not it's not labor day and you're in the fall that's just not well, true that's, that's labor not day accurate. is is the like official end of summer so i agree that's that's so i'm fine with labor that day. like i'm fine if we push it out to labor day that's fair it has to be at least after labor day but like this this idea that fall exists in december like what are we talking about like you're talking, Who thinks you're telling that? me i mean literally a week before christmas is what the 20 or the, the 18th right well, that's the, yes, the way that the calendar works, right? Well, winter doesn't be until the 21st. So you're telling me we're a week uh, out from Christmas and we're still in the fall. I, that's not if true. You're, if you're abiding, nobody abides by this. Like, nobody's that's like, I mean. oh, well, like, the, we the calendar What's says the first day of What's winter is whatever. This? Look, these are the rules. Um, summer starts on Memorial Day. Like, that's the first day of the summer. It ends Labor Day, right? So that's the fall. So what is Labor Day on this year? The 5th, something like that? I don't know, um, whatever. It's something like that. That's the beginning of fall. I would say the fall lasts until thanksgiving and then mm. it's the winner you know what i'm saying that then it's officially the winner in like my mind um and it's basically the winner until spring break whenever that think, happens to be for you and then it's spring and then summer starts on memorial day i think people would disagree i think there's a conversation to be had about when fall ends because i can see thanksgiving that's reasonable i think but i think some people especially maybe some colder climates would How about argue this? that it could be the halloween how about Halloween's this? the end of fall? And I kind of you kind of feel that way because there's all this build up with pumpkins and and the build up to Halloween and everything. Mm. Although so Thanksgiving's colors are really fall oriented. They are, but it's all like it's almost like its own thing. Okay, how about this? Fall ends. It's it's subjective to where you live, to your point. The moment snow hits the ground for you, that's when fall ends. And if it well, doesn't if it snow, it, well that's if it doesn't snow, then it ends on Thanksgiving. That's what I'm saying. Mm. So like if, if if snow hits your life. Before Thanksgiving, that's the beginning of winter and the end of fall. It's up to it's up to weather. Should I think that's we, fair. So the thing that's unique, I think it's fair to say, I'm thinking in my head about fall, is that it has two names, right? We say fall and autumn. Like those are two different names Nobody for says the same autumn. season. Nobody but, says autumn that doesn't work at Kirkland. But you, but you Nobody know what I mean. That. You know it's like a thing, right? Winter doesn't have that. Spring doesn't have that. Summer doesn't have that. There's like this alternate Summer has name. summertime. You know what I mean? Like it's not the same thing. It's like a it's different. It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's a different name entirely. Anyway, let us know what you guys think. 
Nobody calls it autumn. Fall or autumn. Uh, I think I think we should make a distinction between those two. I think one of them should be the bigger range of actual, like what you said to the Thanksgiving thing. Another one should be like September, maybe late mid late September until Halloween. That should be like fall, maybe. And the other one should be autumn, or vice versa. I don't care which one's which. We just have to decide how we want to define this. I tell you what, you should tweet at me at Brandon Gowton and at RJ Ochoa at RJ Ochoa to really hash this out. I cannot wait for the first time whenever it is in your qualified seasonal calendar that i go to walk my dog and it's like six o'clock but it's really dark that's that's a great like mood i'm really looking forward to that so fall is the best time of the year it's very uh inarguable you got football you got the weather where it's it depends where you are of course but here it's kind of like okay it's kind of chilly. I can put on a sweater, a hoodie if I want to, but I don't need to. I'll, I'll be okay if I'm, you know. Also, you can out. do you can do like a top half, whatever it is, garment, like sweater, hoodie, yeah. whatever, with shorts. Hoodie, it's still, shorts you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's totally Might great. Be the ideal combo, depending again how long mm. I'm staying outside, what the situation is. My song, anyway, since this is a big tangent, is Heaven by Angels and Airwaves. Uh, the lead singer of that band is one Tom DeLong, who was right about aliens, obviously, and is in Blink-182. This is his side project band that he created after Angel, or after Blink-182 broke up the first time. Angels and Airwaves, Heaven, it's the last track on an album, their second album called I Empire. I used to work, I used to work at a sandwich shop. I was wearing my shirt of that right. I think, last week, during last week's record. And every time on my way home at night, from there to back driving back to my house i would listen to that song it's a good night driving song Mm. it's cool it's that's a good category good night driving song wow what a great category that's its own thing the song really builds so i like Mm. that it's the last song i like and also i like me i like listening to albums from front to back i like when albums end strong like a really good closer track to just kind of tie put a bow on everything and i think that's what heaven is on this album uh, it's a great description. Um, way more introspective than my, like, I was watching Hard Knocks and hadn't heard the super popular song story. So uh, when you said Heaven, that's there's a song uh, called Heaven by Los Lonely Boys. Uh, they were the opening act to... to um, <laughs> I love that to, song. They, they were the <laughs> I opening, forgot about that. They, they were the opening act to Dallas Cowboys training camp in 2007. Uh, that was such so a great song. I always... Um, oh, I the, forgot about that. The Spanish version is really good too. Like they sing the whole thing in Spanish. Um, What's it? How far is heaven? It's called heaven, but yeah, like but that's, that's that's the line. The, yeah, the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the guitar is really fun. That's a good like the sun is setting in the final days of summer song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. It, in August, August summer song. Right. Um, look at us. Look at us just like making all. I, I said look at us, and something else I did recently was I think I told you this. I had never seen the Paul Rudd Hot Ones. Well, I finally did like a, like two or three weeks ago at this point. But um, when I saw it, I was like, that's the thing. I was like, that's the line. Like, that's the, that's the meme. Like, that's what everybody says. So Can you um, handle hot ones? I know we talked about doing I did it before. Um, I, I have no real interest in attempting this. I recently watched the that's Harry not the Kane question. It's not episode. About would you do it. It's could you do it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't want could to. you handle the heat? Let's say you were like you would you could or or what? I I would die. Like is that? No. The, let's I, say you could make a thousand dollars. I would do it. For, I would it. do it for like fifty bucks. You know what I mean? Sure. Like so. Um, but I was going to tell you that I saw the Harry Kane episode, and so he went through the 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 bomb, and he was like, "That is horrible." And then the oh, next one, well, the next one, he was like, "This sucks." He was like, "But I could see someone like 
if they liked hot food, enjoying it. He was like, yeah. but the, he was like, the the bomb isn't even. He's like, there's nothing about this that no. is enjoyable. Like, so it's I, not I a good flavor. That's, that's what I'm saying. Problem. Like, it, it was an interesting take that like the next ones that may have arguably been a little bit hotter were still somewhat like enjoyable. I just a good way to put it. Who would you know? It's, who would have thought Harry? It's definitely true. As someone who's been through it, great player by the way, Harry Crane, like amazing player. Always wish Chelsea could have gotten him. He was great, but um, yeah, that's definitely true. Having gone through it, and it's funny to me because uh, you know, shout out to my friends Alex and Ivy for buying me the kit for us to try out, and they did it when like they were visiting the me, hot ones so kit, I, not the Harry yeah, Kane kit. The yeah, yes, the hot <laughs> ones kit. So obviously, I held on to it because they like flew to see me. They weren't going to be able to take it home, but. It's like, what do I do with the sauce now? <laughs> I have it. I could do it again for the challenge, sure. But what other, why, whenever else am I going to use this sauce? I'm not. Like, why would I put it on anything? Yeah. It sucks. Uh, by the way, it's super funny that you're a fan of Chelsea because you're not from there because that's the rule. I thought that you have to be from a place to root for, you know, the teams from there. So it's interesting it's that you like, no. I mean, you know, Chelsea more than the Philadelphia Union. Yes, you can't be then, yeah, a Manchester United fan. You're right. Um, yeah, just pointing out your dumb logic. Anyway, uh, it's not really um, dumb logic. There's a there's a story behind why I like Chelsea, and it's because they were one of four teams available to, available to me on a FIFA. Demo oh, so that I you're to allowed play. to have a unique story as to why you are a fan of a team that's not from your geographical area, but nobody else. Oh, I mean, I like all the Philadelphia teams. Interesting. And Chelsea. Interesting. It's not like I like you don't oh, like the Sixers. You don't let Josh Harris have his cake and eat it too. So it's I don't not know. Like you know. You. Wow. Well, yeah, I don't like that. I don't respect that. It's not like you or you like like the Yankees and the Lakers <laughs> and the. Cal- and the Warriors and the Miami Heat um, and all those wow. teams. Um, let's get out of here on that note. And you're um, a Patriots fan too. Um, yeah. Uh, as we close, I would like you, Brandon, to tell us all um, what your favorite flavor of ice cream to eat is after is you've let it. Similar to the snow cone question. I'm okay. Take this over. Okay, okay you got as we close, I want to I want you to tell everyone your favorite thing about me. Um, you're six at five. <laughs>